Welcome to the Walking Dead cast, the bloodiest arm of the Nerdables podcast family. This program for an important message from Nerdables. <laughs> Pretty much, right? It is. I don't think we talk right. about too much gore. Uh, I'll give it to you. <laughs> Compared to what yours was last week? <laughs> yeah. So, this week we are talking about The Cell, episode three of season seven. And we'll tell you right now, as we do every week, there are spoilers in this, and listen to this after you've watched the show. No, listen to it before. Listen to it before you watch the or, show. Or, hey, you may want to listen to it before. To see how, well, how about, how about this? Listen to it as you're watching the show. Yeah. Should we two, do... Enjoy your two-screen experience. <laughs> You may start your two-screen experience now. <laughs> uh, do you think anyone actually does that two-screen experience? I'm sure there's, there's got to yeah. be. Because if, if the matter of the fact of them continuing to do it... Have you, uh, Ethan, as much as you watch the show, no. have you ever done the two-screen? Never. He's here. That's why. That's true. <laughs> he doesn't have a No, but it's not way. even that. I'll tell you what, next like, week... It takes you out of the, the show. So next week, like, if you want... We can put on the iPad, and you can have your two-screen experience. I don't care for a two-screen experience. <laughs> right, can you just split the screen on TV? And then we you can't. Uh, sure DirecTV now does do have picture-in-picture. Picture. But that seems like, unless you're going to put on like <laughs> the show twice, <laughs> there's your two-screen experience. Two screen. Or I'll tell you what, you wait, and you have the Talking Dead, the going talking the wall, dead the walking while dead. the Walking Dead's yeah. on. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> That's a true two-screen experience. So the cell. This the week's cell. episode. What because do we? He's th- in the cell. What do we? I was gonna say. What do you think the cell means? What was the meaning behind the name? The cell. Well, well, it's because Negan is actually a scientist, and he is looking through a microscope at an actual cell. That's no, it's it's because Dwight is actually a sleeper cell terrorist. And that's what <laughs> it is, right? Maybe Daryl is the sleeper cell. No, no, no. You can't talk about Daryl like that because we'll get angry fan letters. <laughs> from, 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 our, from our two fans. Yeah, but he is a sleeper cell for Rick's camp. Uh, right. See, that's what I was saying. Uh, See? Uh, He's going to be a double agent. Secret agent, <laughs> man. <laughs> Uh, or as Robert says, secret Asian man. Uh, so anyways. No, the Asian man died already. Yeah. What did we think um, of um, Daryl's... Oh, that, too soon. <laughs> Not too soon. It's been That almost passed right past me. It's been two weeks. Wow. I mean... <sighs> I love Glenn as much as everybody else, but it's been two weeks. It's Poor Asian man. Secret Asian man. <laughs> He's not secret anymore. He's splattered, Asian man. Um, now that's too soon. <laughs> I, I went over the line on that one. You did. So the cell. We uh, we get Daryl in a cell. Yeah. <laughs> and that's naked. And naked. That's a- the way most of his fans would want. Trapped in a oh, little corner. Ladies. Naked. Hmm. Um, but he's being tortured by music. <laughs> 
and wow, shit sandwiches. What did you think of the music? I didn't think it was I that was bad. Perfectly fine, but then again, I'm not in that situation. Right. So listening to it day in day out, putting but, myself in his position, I would be going nuts because of that. Like how cheery that song is, and such crappy situation. So for the fans that that may only listen to this and not watch the show, which I don't understand, you're uh, absolutely uh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, explain the scene for them. Um, that's pretty much it. He's in a cell. It's a, it's a bunch of, I guess the opening is a bunch of Dwight going around showing, like, around Negan's camp and showing what Negan even does for his own people. Like, he doesn't just take half of other community stuff. He takes half of everybody's stuff within his own community. Or their wives. Don't, half their stuff. So, um, so it's showing, like, uh, Dwight going around collecting his, his part. Basically, for Negan, making his own little sandwich with tomatoes and lettuce and all that stuff. Then he makes a uh, dog food sandwich for Daryl. And that's how it opens. And opens the door and hands Daryl the sandwich, and Daryl watches him eat it. Daryl eats it down like a champ. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's eaten it before, so. Yeah, see, that was just, just it. Was, for Daryl, that's probably not that bad. Yeah, I mean, he's been through tough times well before this all happens. So. Even before the apocalypse. Well, yeah, you think about it, I mean, like, if you, you don't know how long he's been in there. Like, if he's been in there for a day or two and hasn't eaten anything, this is the first thing that he's eating. Uh, see, I took it more as defiance. No? I'm going to eat this because, you know what, you're not going to break me. You think you're... Giving me stuff that I'll I won't eat. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're not gonna. Oh, the music. Okay. Fine. Play the music. You leave me here naked. You know I'm gonna eat this sandwich, and you're gonna sit there and watch me do it, and you're not gonna break me because mm-hmm. that's why you know when he gets to that scene in a little bit with Dar- with uh with Negan, and he asks him his name, Daryl. You know, Daryl does mm-hmm. not bend knee for anybody, as of yet. Mm-hmm. So walk us through walk us through this episode. Well, it's it's a lot of just Dwight trying to break Daryl, and a lot of I, I I think it's coming to a point where like we were discussing before that it's Daryl and Dwight are gonna kind of form a bond mm-hmm. that's gonna cause you know the rift into the all out war. See, I, and, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, I actually start when I was I was thinking about what you said last week while I was watching this. And about how, you know, you were saying how, what you just said, Daryl and, and, and Dwight are going to pretty much team up for Dwight's departure from the Saviors. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching this, it almost seems like Daryl is breaking Dwight instead of Dwight breaking Daryl. Yeah, it, well, it seems like Dwight's sort of trying to help Daryl as much as he can. Yeah. Because he helped him out before. And he's still... Yeah. A dick to him because he has to put up that front right. in front of Negan. And well, it's also like it's a bunch of Dwight saying, "Hey, man, it's going to be easier if you just yeah do just this. yeah." But but what Dwight is seeing is like, that the more defiant Daryl is, it's showing. Wait, it Negan's not as strong as and yeah. and as terrifying as mm-hmm. I think he is. Right. Yeah. And then with especially with you know what Daryl is kind of convincing him. And then the guy that ran away that he had to go and chase down mm-hmm. and that conversation they had, I think that oh, is slowly, yeah, I think that's slowly kind of changing Dwight. And yes. 
So, so walk us through. Go ahead and finish. Walk us through the uh, the entire episode, well, yeah, and then we'll discuss it. A lot of the episode was, you know, back and forth, like throughout the. I don't know if there were days in between or if it's the same day, but I'm, I think I'm, it's day. I think, I think they. they I get. Yeah, I got the feeling. I think that the it was passage of days. time was every time they brought him a sandwich. It Unless was a it's day. just like lunch and dinner sandwiches, and it's maybe yeah. a couple days. Well, the fact that he's also taking him out of the cell, like showing him the wall that they have with all the walkers chained to the fence and how these two guys are out there chaining all these walkers to the fence and things like that and saying, hey, you know, like if you don't, if you don't, if you're not with us, this is what's going to be. I think this this is the passage of time that's taking place while Carol and and Morgan are in the kingdom. Yeah. So this is we're seeing another side of it. Where that whole week is taking place, right. yeah. leading up to what we know next week is going to be the ninety-minute episode, and I have a feeling at that point, during that ninety-minute episode, we're going to see what happens to Rick and the group yeah. within that exactly. week, yeah. right. from from when Glenn died to to uh, the them coming pickup. for the, the food when he said you have one week, yeah, right for yeah. the first pickup. So, right. the, so I have a feeling that what we just saw was Daryl's week of hell. Mm-hmm. Last, excuse me. Last week was Carol and Morgan's week of cushion. We're just gonna have to assume it's a humanity. Week, so. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, because they because both of them had struggled with the learning or accepting humanity in this new world, yeah. one way or another. And last week was kind of their their almost rehab week. Yeah, you know. So now we'll get to see next week. Rick's group, how they've dealt with Glenn and preparing for Negan's arrival. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see the episode after. Yes. Just to see, are they going to do the same formula where it goes to Carol and Morgan right to the kingdom and then mm. Daryl If they continue on this, okay, here is here is what happens in this, in, in group A during week two, group yeah. B during week two, group C during week three. Yeah, two. Yeah. Just line up. I mean, it's a way to stretch out and to get to All Out War next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and it's. I mean, it's it's doing a good setup. I think. Yeah, and, and these all these episodes, it's still even though it's going slow, it's it's a good build up. So, other than Daryl being in and out of this cell, what else mm-hmm. happened this episode? Well, because um, he was also, tested a couple of times. Yeah, and then even there's a time where. Uh, Daryl thought they like left the door unlocked, so he decided I'm going to try to break out. Mm-hmm. And where it was really a test by Negan and his crew to see if Daryl was actually going to, you know, be subservient to him or, you know, try to hightail it out there. Do you think that Daryl's ex-wife, Negan's current wife, Dwight's wife, Dwight's Dwight's wife, was part of that test of telling him go back? Yeah. No, I, 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 if you if he would have if he would have walked back to his cell. Then Negan would have walked in and said, "Who are you?" And he would have said, "Negan." Although we don't, you know, Daryl doesn't really know that up until this point. Other than when the one time they experience Mm -hmm. when everybody that that one compound says they're Negan, he doesn't really know that. Well, they're only Negan because they're they're losing themselves to him. Yeah. And he doesn't know that until he's in the courtyard. And we as an audience don't really know that until he's in the courtyard. Well, I mean, we kind of know it from before because of last season when they went into one of the outposts and uh, 
basically, you know, like they were all saying like, well, we are all Negan. We're Negan. Right. I'm Negan, you know. And there was like, why are you saying this? But this was really the first time he experienced it with Negan. Mm-hmm. I mean, because before it could have been a code name. Yeah. yeah. You know, they could have been, that Negan could have been their cell's name. Yeah. You know, this is the first time you really learn, no, they're Negan because they're offering themselves up to him as their, as right. their savior, yeah. as, the, you know, as right. the name implies. Um, so... Negan gets or uh, Daryl gets out in the courtyard. Negan asks him his name, and well, no, I don't think he asks the name. He explains to him. He's like, uh, he asks the crew, "Who are you?" And right. they just say, "Negan, who are you?" And, and then he, he asks Daryl, and Daryl does say, "Daryl." No, and does. then they beat him up. No. Yes. There's, no, isn't that no, the he way he say says? Dwight already explained to you. You're either going to be. Uh, well, he says that after, 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 after he says Daryl, after he, cause I don't think so because no. he doesn't make the mention. That was the thing that I think the last scene was so powerful is because he doesn't say, he doesn't never says his name, but no, no, he does. He does. He, when they're outside in the courtyard, when he tries to steal the motorcycle, yeah. he said, when they asked, he asked everybody their name, they say Negan. Yeah, he cool. asked Daryl his name and Daryl says Daryl. And he comes up to him and he says, wrong answer. He says, uh, that Lucille's not thirsty, but he is, and then he whistles as he's walking away, and they start beating him up. Right. Because then he goes in. But I didn't think I don't, he, he answer. He no, doesn't answer. Daryl doesn't answer I'm at all. Pretty sure he does. We'll go right. back and we'll take a look. But I'm yeah. pretty sure he didn't. He doesn't answer because that was. Then next week you can make the apology to me. <laughs> or you can make the apology to me now. <laughs> it, I'm telling you, he says. <laughs> when, okay, then when does he say Daryl? The At last the end, scene in the office or in his the room. The very last scene where Negan is basically giving him his last chance. He says, "Who are you?" Daryl doesn't say anything at first. He comes up closer to him and he's like, "I'm going to give you one last chance." Who are you? Okay, it may have happened there. Yeah, so, <laughs> but I was drunk on Mikey's food that he made us for dinner. Sure, excuses. Mikey's sausage was just so good. Please don't say that. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, okay, then if it happened, then, well, then you I, had my sausage I apologize. in your mouth too. Huh? <laughs> you, you did have my sausage in your mouth too. Well, you didn't complain with Mikey's sausage in your mouth. <laughs> oh, well. I, I heard you really excited with Mikey's well, sausage. sausage that tastes that good. You can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> so Mikey's sausage can make you flip over and take it like a man. <laughs> God, we are way off track. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, uh. Uh, <laughs> You're so lost in Mikey's I am. sausage. I, I, Mikey's sausage just has me all tingling all over tonight. Um, Mikey's so red right now. <laughs> I can feel myself. For yeah, those people who are just wondering what's going on, Mikey did cook dinner tonight, and it was a very nice sausage. <laughs> is that I what don't the, know if that's helping. Is that what the kids call it this, these days? Yes. Um, so anyways, on the show... Uh, there was no sausage. <laughs> no, there was just a shit sandwich. Uh, so, Dwight has to go on a mission mm. to... What was he trying to get, though? I, see, I didn't really understand well, that. Well, no, because the guy left. The, the like, guy it was a code he, orange. Yeah, because yeah, he left the compound with some goods. Oh, so, he had to get, uh, so, Dwight was going to collect him, basically, and bring him back. Okay. Like, it was the same situation in what Dwight and his wife and the yes. other woman left in the last season. 
So they he left with some of the group stuff, and Dwight was given the task to bring him back with all the with all the stuff. Yes, and during the time the the guy that Dwight's tracking goes through and kind of explaining you know and and and, and Zasso start working Dwight as in to turn him from Negan and to mm. show him Negan isn't as powerful as we think he is. Mm. Negan's only as powerful as we allow him to be is basically the the synopsis yeah. of what he was saying. And it's like a bug's life. I mean to me this whole episode it was like is. a bug's life with uh-huh. Hopper. Hopper's it's, just one guy. I mean it's yeah, totally bug's life. Yeah. Bug's life. Bug's oh, wife. Yeah. Tons of ants. We should be able to overthrow this guy. It, but yeah. but he has them convinced by brutality. Yeah. Just like Hopper in a Bug's life. I mean it, I mean it doesn't. That, I'm when you say that, it, it completely parallels yeah, it. Yeah, just like any other rise of dictatorships. Exactly, it, it's, it's the Donald few, Trump. Yeah, it's a, it's a few ruling over the many, and we're just not realizing. You know what? We can overthrow them. Yeah. No. If we just band together and stop allowing yeah. our own fear, yeah. we can take him out. Yeah. And you could see Dwight kind of hear it, but. He's been through so much. Negan's done so much to him. Well, I think it shows that Dwight really wants to. Yes. But he doesn't. He can't because kind of like what Daryl says at the end of the episode, he says, I understand why you don't do it because you have someone you love. Mm-hmm. Right. And he and Dwight is still thinking about his wife. Yes. He's like, if I try to do this and I die, it's going to leave my wife with something. Or just without something. Or, you know, Negan may just kill her. Mm-hmm. You know? But we finally get the explanation that we've been waiting for as to what happened to Dwight's face. And we get our comic book uh, explanation that is right on the money. Gets the iron. Yeah, he gets the iron. The This show has more so than any other show, movie... Anything that's translating source material that's from a comic book or a novel or thing, this show has stayed pretty true to it. I think the only thing that may have stayed more true is is like Sin City when when Frank Miller did it or Three Hundred or Watchmen yeah, when they tried to stay mm, panel for panel. That's why it doesn't work in a movie format because mm. then it's too long. Right, where this spread out over many seasons of an hour long episode. Well, they also do a good job a of. They they give you stuff that's like you know like it's almost like a sleight of hand thing. It's like look over here, we're going to do this, we're doing this, we're doing this, and then all of a sudden, without you realizing it, we just slipped in li- almost line for line from the comic book. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like look back over here, it, right? So it doesn't matter. But but for the Those, comic book fans, yeah. instead of it being like an Easter egg that's in the back that somebody goes, oh look, there's Avengers Tower in you know uh, Doctor Strange or something yeah, yeah. like that. It's like oh wow, Negan just. Beat the shit out of Glenn and killed Glenn exactly the way it happened in the comic book. He said nearly, you know, this, you know, we just got Dwight's explanation almost word for word as what it happens in the comic book. And they've done an excellent job. And I think that's one reason why this show is not just appealing to mainstream audiences that don't read the comic book. But you don't ever, you really don't ever hear any comic book fans of the of, that were Walking Dead comic book fans before they were of the show, bad mouthing this. 
You know, they don't, you know, say, oh, God, it wasn't like the book. Or, you know, like Watchmen, oh, God, they tried to make it too much like the book, and yeah. it just, it was all over the place. And, you know, it just didn't it, make... It's foreign... Far and in between, yeah, you would find somebody like that. You, you, it's very rare that you mm-hmm. you get somebody like that. Yeah, Th- then then I think that's one of the the bright spots of the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. to be able to do that. I t- well, I think also that that it mainly contributes also for having Robert Kirkman being so in the, involved uh, into mm-hmm. this show, is you know being the one who's created the comic book. It, you know, and you know, like he has ideas that he didn't do in the comic book, or things he did in the comic book that he wishes he wouldn't right. have done. Yeah. And so, like he can, he always has that idea, and he knows the source material better than anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's uh, like what you were saying with Abraham is like what you can put in without screwing up the like mm-hmm. what Kirkman's vision was anyway right when he was writing it. That's right. why you know with Abraham, it was at the point where. There was nothing else to tell. His story had already ended in the comic book. Yeah. And I can guarantee you, in the writer's room, they were sitting there going, okay, we have Abraham alive. And Kirkman's like, well, give me a story to keep him alive. What do we do to keep him alive? Well, what if we have him and Sasha together? Okay. Now they've, they, he, he's kind of got his humanity back where he's loving the world, he's mm-hmm. happy. So why do we keep him alive? Well, what about him and Eugene? Okay, we rectified that. Mm. Now what? Uh, now we're I don't have anything. Extra characters coming in. Uh huh. We need a call. Okay, so, so you know what? Here's the thing. Why don't we do this? Why everybody's expecting Glenn because it happens in the comic book. Yeah. What if we do Abraham first, and then be you know the red herring be that we actually do Glenn too? Yeah. Yeah. And. So I, I guarantee that's how things work. They, it's like if, if, if somebody is past their their expiration date, you know, from the book to the to the show, I guarantee it's what do we have for them? Do we have a story that makes sense to keep them around? Yeah. If we don't, get rid of them. Yeah. No. As much as we like these characters, you know, that makes them even more powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and the other thing about this is where. This show is different than something like Game of Thrones, which everybody loves. Everybody loves the source material. Mm. You always hear, "Oh, they didn't do that in the from the book." Oh, wait, that's not where the book. You know that they he wasn't there at that point, mm. or this wasn't there at that point. Why would they do this? It's different from the book. You don't you don't get that really from this story. I guess it depends on the community that you're following in terms of yeah. online because. I mean, I don't hear that crap though either. So, but you mean even comic book stores at conventions, at you know, online, with game with with Walking Dead, you get some things. You know, there there is some murmur and things like that. Of yeah. okay, we're still rehashing. It feels like we're getting the same thing over and over again. You know, nothing seems to be really going on. But then again, you know, you could say that about any show when it gets yeah, to season seven. Breaking Bad could have gotten that yeah you know oh we've kind of rehashed some of the same things you know okay that's why it works somewhat so much better on a hey here's five seasons that's it yes so yes but Mm -hmm. this show has sustained itself and stayed true to the source material not even just staying true to it but staying staying linear with it yeah right and i even this episode where daryl is not in the comic book at all, mm-hmm. this whole thing that it take that this episode took place in 
does not exist. Yeah. Some of what we learn about Dwight, we learn when Carl is at the the uh, Savior's compound. Mm-hmm. Like we we learn about Dwight um, and his the iron and everything like that when Carl's there. Yeah. And that's what I and that's what I was talking about last week. I'm wondering if they're going to take some of that stuff that we learned with Carl at when he was there and get Daryl in, in that role. Well, that's what we both were saying. We we're thinking that Daryl yeah. is going to be playing that role where Carl was when he was in the compound, but I think Daryl's also going to be playing the role in helping Dwight oh yeah, get convinced to leave Negan. Mhm. And start the all-out war storyline. Do you think they'll save the harem for um, Carl? Or do you think that that'll happen with Daryl there? Because I'm almost thinking you can't do Carl at the compound like this mm. with Daryl already going through. You know, not necessarily yeah, yeah. a similar thing. But I really don't think Carl's going to be at the compound. I no, think it's, I think mm. they'll do the eye, the the whole eye thing with with uh, Carl and Negan. But I don't. I think that'll happen. Either like something like next week when they're at Alexandria, right? You know, he'll bring he'll he'll have Carl up close to him or something like that. In in the book, he he looks at Carl's eye. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's awesome, you know. Like, yeah. And like, kind of basically convinces Carl that he shouldn't be um, with the wrong like, ass dad. <laughs> no, but he shouldn't be like afraid to show it off. Yeah, yeah. like it's like a scar he should be showing proudly or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. In a way, Negan tries to be a a dad to Carl. Like he befriends him because yeah. in the comic, Carl basically hides out in a van. Once they get there, like some of the guys that were with him, um, I guess doing a delivery or trying to do yeah. something, get shot up and killed. And Carl jumps out of the van. And mind you, in the comic, he's still like a ten year old boy. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he jumps out of the van with like a huge machine gun and just starts mowing down like a bunch <laughs> of Negan's guys. Wow. And uh, Negan takes a liking to that because he's, he's like, ah, oh, he's got balls or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with, it, so. the kind of the same way he's taken a liking to Daryl, but and that's why I think I think instead with for TV purposes and things like that, mm-hmm. you can't do some of that stuff with, with a no, kid. No, yeah. right. You know, if you, I mean, even like like uh, the actor who plays Carl said, he wasn't allowed to hold a gun, or like you know, an uh, automatic gun, yeah. until he was fourteen. So well, on the night of his fourteenth birthday, when they were shooting, he's like, Andrew Lincoln <laughs> handed him the M sixteen. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, because you know he, I mean, he had been able to hold the handgun. Yeah. 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 But an automatic weapon, I think, is what it was. Yeah, uh, okay. When he was talking about it during the season premiere or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they're going... And that's the other thing they do with this show, you know, talking about how they stay close to the source material, is they will... If it's a story within the, the source material, but it feels like it should happen better with another character, mm-hmm. they'll do it. Yeah. And they'll still stay true to the source material... But instead of it being Carl, it'll be Daryl. Yeah. And where you have these extra characters, you can do that with it. Yeah, yeah I was thinking maybe it's because, you know, Daryl's not in the comic book and he's he's kind of along the same lines. Yes. You know, it would work best. Now, with something like shooting Carl's eye out, you had to have that be Carl. Yeah. You know, if, you, if, you, if you had Daryl's eye get shot out, people would go, no, 
No, no, no. That's yeah. not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be Carl. Yeah. No, I think those big moments, they leave for those characters. Yes. And so, you know, like, especially with Carl's eye getting shot out or Glenn getting uh-huh. killed, these big moments in the, in the series, they have to um, show with those characters. Something like, whether it's Sasha or, or Andrea, who is the sniper and can go up into the tower, it, that, that doesn't really matter. Right. You know, something well, like... So who died? Because Andrea, obviously, she died. Mm-hmm. But who actually died that way in the comic? Nobody? Nobody. Nobody. No. It's just they just wanted to kill her. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I think because they had to do something because of the situation that happens with the with the governor yeah. and Maggie is so much more brutal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Michonne. And, or Michonne. But with Michonne, too. But he rapes Maggie. Yeah. No, no, he rapes Michonne. Michonne. Yeah. Yes. It's all done with Michonne. That was why yeah. Michonne had a vendetta about killing him. Right. And so, so they did it this way. So they, they made it where she has a vendetta because he kills, or does it to Andrea. Mm. No. no. Well, he, he, still, he rapes Maggie, or starts to, or makes it seem like he's raping Maggie. He, he makes her uncomfortable by yeah. telling her to get undressed in front of him or right. something like that. Yeah, that's, that was it. He doesn't touch her at all. No. In the comic, it's it's full it's full on, on like, rape. Yeah. He ties every limb to a a rope and to a corner yeah. of a room. Yeah. He and it, does whatever he wants. Basically. And it's over days and yeah, yeah multiple times. No, in, in the comic book, the governor was a hell of a lot more sadistic. Yes. So. Huh. Yeah. But you can't do that on television. Right. No. I mean, you can't even really do that on HBO. To that extent. Well, you can. I mean, they've done it with Game of Thrones. You don't actually have to, like, you show it once, and then you just show... You insinuate it, yeah. The door open. He walks in, and yeah. 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 You can get the implication. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of things you can do. You know, smaller things with each character. Like, Mm -hmm. you couldn't make, you know, somebody else other than Eugene be the guy that they got to get to Washington. And, you know, lying about what it is. It right. has to be Eugene. You know, it has to be Abraham and mm-hmm. Rosita yeah. bringing him. The right. way you set that character up, yeah. Right. Now you can add things like Glenn and, you know, things else into mm-hmm. it that weren't really necessarily there in the book mm-hmm. to the degree that they are in the yeah. show. You know, and then you can throw in Terminus in the middle well, of that. There's things like, you know, for example, Daryl was or Dale was dead by right. the time they, the whole cannibal thing happened. So uh-huh. they had to choose a different character. And so they did, you know, Bob. Well, who, Bob, but Bob wasn't in the book. Exactly. So, but he was there around the time that that story got, came around. Dale died well, well before then, so they can't do it with Dale anymore. So, right. And the whole insinuation why. about Carl, you know, almost getting raped by the guy, mm-hmm. you know, that was done completely different and more graphic in the book. Mm. But they gave the they gave the insinuation, and they did it in a way that was not offensive to people. Yeah. You know, you and if you didn't really, if you had almost, if you hadn't read the book, hmm. you wouldn't really know that they were trying to rape Carl. Yeah, yeah. That so you know those those little things they can do. They can have Daryl in place of Carl in the compound yeah. and do this because another thing is he's an adult, so you can yeah. get away with doing a little bit more than you could to Carl. With Carl, it was yeah. more of, hey, I'm Negan, I'm your buddy. You should like me because yeah. you know. I'm cooler than your dad. Yeah. And in this, they can beat the shit out of, of Daryl where you know you can't do that to a kid. Yeah. Right. I mean, hell, people, we, we talked about it last week or the week before 
when the Mothers Association's freaked out over Glenn getting his head bashed yeah. in. Yeah. You know, if you did that to a kid, holy fuck, no, they yeah. would freak out. Can't do it to that. You can't mm. do it to pets. Yeah. It's just like the other thing with, with the with with the governor and Michonne. If you had a if you had a white male tying up a black female yeah. and raping her and over torturing her and torturing and, her, yeah, yeah. people would have gone yeah. through the roof. Yeah. yeah. Well I think even So the, instead you make her the strong one of it and getting revenge. Well, the thing is like I don't even think it's a matter of, you know, race. It's and it's just the the just subject matter of being sure tortured and raped is an issue that shouldn't be on T V. Right. Which it shouldn't. I mean even in the comic book reading it it's just making you uncomfortable. Oh, it's so uncomfortable in the comic yeah. book. So And the, that's one of the things the comic book does so well is, you know, for it being black and white pages mm-hmm. Uh, panels of art, it can make you feel so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And the show lends itself to it, but they do it in a way that I don't want to say it's politically correct, but it's it's more. We don't want to steer away viewers. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it is PC. It, in, in a way, it is. Yes, yeah. It, well, it, no, in a, in a sense, it, it remembers that it's a TV show, and there's certain things you can't do on TV, right? Because Negan is much worse in the comic books. You know, he curses. Right. In the book, you can get away with a hell of a lot more. Oh yeah, I mean, it, every, every other, other word, word is, is fuck. Yeah, yeah, every other word out of his mouth is the f word. Yeah. And so. Um, that was, I think, the thing that they said is going to be the hardest thing to do when introducing Negan was because that was so much of his personality. How are we going to do it? And I think they do a great job of making Do you think him uh, Jeffrey Dean Anderson is uh, Morgan. Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Wow. Have some more wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you think that he struggles with that from time to time? Yeah. Because knowing how much of a fan he is of the book originally... Because, you know, when he first got the call saying that they wanted him to audition, uh, his agent's like, yeah, it's the new bad guy. And he's like, oh, is it Negan? He's like, I don't, I don't know. They just told me it's the new bad guy. He's like, it's fucking Negan. And he was so excited about it. You do realize all he's doing is playing the comedian. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's playing it really well. Oh, like, I think. He, even, even if he doesn't mention pegging or whatever they mm-hmm. want to use in place of fuck. Yeah, I, I'm perfectly fine with him just acting the way he is. Oh yeah, I mean he's so I mean, he doesn't have for me he doesn't have to cuss. As yeah, a matter of a fact, sometimes of the book. So sometimes I'm with, that. with sometimes say, not saying it is more powerful than saying it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you heard Beth tonight when we were sitting here. She's <laughs> like, "Okay, you know what? Tell me when Negan's gone. I don't want to watch the show until Negan's gone." Yeah, you know he 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 plays his part well. He yeah. does. He's an asshole. And if you if you hate Negan, he's doing he's, he's doing, doing his job well. right. Yeah. And then the other thing is, it would be so easy to fall into the trap of making the Negan or making the Negan role be just like the governor role, mm-hmm. because yeah. they are very similar in you know that they are dictators and you know. But but he's more put together than the governor. He's, okay. There's well, he's been more acceptance of what the world is now. Rather than the governor trying to make the world what it once was, but here's he's the thing. trying to be all the nice guy. Like the governor is trying to be the nice head of the household, mm-hmm. where Negan doesn't give a shit. You're going to listen to me or not? You're going to listen to me or die. Yeah, 
Here's the thing with Negan, and I haven't. I know that I haven't read past All Out War purposely. Um, but does it ever give what he was like before the, the apocalypse? There is um, the new Image Plus magazine that they put out, and they did a. On a Origin story for Negan. Okay. But I haven't read it. Because I'm willing to bet he's not far off from what he is now. Yeah, no. He's just now, I don't have to follow any rules. There's no law enforcement. There's nobody going to take me to jail, so I can do what the fuck I want. It makes me me think that Negan was like part of a biker gang or whatever. And he was was already into this kind of stuff. That now that the world's ended like this, he's like, well, I'm just going to... Do what I, I can't. Want. Yeah, I, mean, I can't imagine Negan maybe being... just grunt some grunt and yeah. spiker gang and not like the head honcho. See, that's right. what I would do with him. I would make him either like the new recruit, or he's the grunt having to get the shit from somebody else. Yeah, and he's basically the Dwight of yeah. that biker gang, mm. that where he where he's kind of got a little bit of status, but <laughs> he's still getting the shit for the shit jobs that you know from. The, the biker gang leader, yeah. and the apocalypse breaks, breaks out. He, here's his chance to be the number one. It's almost the uh, Dread, Pirate, Dread Pirate Roberts, mm. you know, where it's somebody always takes over the mantle, mm. you know, but the reason that they're able to rule is by fear. So who knows? The head of the biker game could have died, no one really, you know, some other parts of the the biker gang yeah. don't know that he was the head. Negan steps in as, no, that's me. And now, okay, they automatically follow him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so he manages to step up through. Or he kills him. Yeah, or he kills him or something like that. I, I, yeah. I you know, that's just what I would do with him. I, w- I would have made him where he was, you know, the Dwight, and this is his opportunity to yeah. take over. No. And he happens to be very powerful with a baseball bat with bob wire on it. And mm. once you start beating in people's skulls enough where they're just putty, people will start following you. Yeah. More out of fear than you know anything else. Yeah. And then if anyone tries to step up or anything, you put an iron to their face or you hit them over the face. Yeah. Just put them in line, basically. That's, a, that's yeah. his tactic. He's leading by fear. Yeah. And you know, and what you, it's almost the same thing we, we we learned from Ezekiel, is that you know they they followed they came in line because the theory the the, 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 the him, myth of him is is so much greater than the actual yeah. man. Yeah. And, and he's like, all right, well, people want to follow me, so I got to be strong, so I'll roll with it. With right, what they already believe. So. so he has, you know, he has the the tiger, whereas Negan has Lucille. the bat, yeah. Lucille, Lucille. Um, this episode was very simple. It yeah, didn't. But it told a lot. Oh, it told a lot. I it's mean, another character-driven episode. And I knew, episode. I knew it was going to happen after last week with having a tiger in the episode, because it's the same thing that happened with Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad had they built the big super lab. Yeah, they well, spent all their money on the super lab. You know, that season? Which one? The meth lab. Yeah, no, I know. The one in the laundromat. That was underground, the big red room. Oh, well, they... That was Gus's already, anyway, and it was being but, ran by... No, 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 what I mean is they spent the, the production, production, spent oh. all their money on that, and then they got to a point where they went, we need one more episode. 
we don't have any money to pay everybody to come in. Well, the whole fly episode? The fly episode, yeah. the bottle episode. Yeah. Um, and for people that don't know, bottle episode is when everything takes place in pretty much one room. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have a lot of sets. You don't have a lot of extras, a lot of extra actors. You have whoever's in that room at that time yeah. is the whole episode. And just explain it so if somebody's listening, if somebody is listening yeah, yeah, yeah. and they don't know what a bottle episode yeah. is. So with this season... I have a feeling, not only are you paying Jeffrey Dean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I know, <laughs> you, who you're coming in, he's going to have a higher salary than a lot of other people you'd bring in. Yeah. You also now have a, not the zombie, the normal zombies that you have special effects for, but you also have a, whether it's CG or superimposed, you know, over the, you know, the, the yeah. shooting two different uh, plates for it, you're still having a tiger in it. So you're going to have to have a couple episodes where it's very simple, yeah. very contained. Yeah. Not necessarily a bottle episode where you're in one room, but in a way, this was. Yeah, you know, you had a, you had one hallway, a bedroom, the cell, and then a little courtyard. Yeah, and a street. In the street, which didn't. But you only had Dwight, right? And a couple extras for zombies, right? Who you probably paid fifty dollars, maybe eighty dollars. Because they're probably all non-union, and they got probably an extra $30, $40 for the makeup. Mm. So, you know, they got their day rate of $80. So they probably made $150 for the day you shoot. Oh. Yeah. You know, and you had, what, five or six of them? So you, you spent less than, for that, the actor, you know, he was probably making his day rate, whatever that is. Because he was pretty much an extra, too. Yeah, a couple thousand dollars. Mm. You know, so you, you probably spent, for that one shot, Maybe at the most ten thousand dollars if you're if you're lucky. Mm. <clears throat> um, but you know, so you, that what I'm getting at with this is you spent very little to make this episode. Mm. You didn't have to pay for all your main, you know, your 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 series regulars. You only had Daryl. You had two, which are probably, I guess, I guess. Well, Jeffrey he, D. Morgan is bumped up a, to a series regular yeah, right now. And the actor who plays Dwight is also bumped up to a series regular. Right. So, so whatever their day rates are for them being there. And then you had some five and unders. Yeah. Basically meaning they had five lines or under. Yeah. So they got a little bit more than scale for whatever their, you know, the, the scale for SAG is. Yeah. So you saved quite a bit of money. But as you found with the Breaking Bad Fly episode, they can be very, very powerful and very, very character driven. Yeah. And mm-hmm. matter of fact, when you when you bottle yourself like that, you have to tell a better story. Yeah. And matter of fact, the Fly episode is uh, Breaking Bad is probably one of the best episodes that season. Mm. That it's one of the most memorable ones that season. I think you. I'd have to rewatch. Everything. I think it, that may be the season where Gus gets his face blown off at the end. That's season three. Yeah. So. You I think it might have been right around there, but you know, you had those big special effects at the beginning and at the end. Yeah, yeah. You had this big super lab you built. That was a, a memorable episode in that within that season because yeah. so much was going on between between Walter White and Jesse. Yeah. And then you had the little fly in there. 
same thing with this one. You had so much going on between Daryl and and Dwight and Dwight and Negan. Wife, yeah, just being thrown in there. Yeah, and, and then the the situation with the wife when she you know when they're in the doctor's office, and you know the wife's in there. You know, and you, you get the pregnancy test. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of dialogue. There wasn't anything really going on, and you know, and just that little moment when she when she tells Dwight it's negative. Yeah. And Dwight's reaction of, well, maybe, maybe next, next time. time. And you can tell it's, you know, it's, thank God yeah. you're not pregnant. Yeah. But I've got to be PC here for Negan. Well, maybe because you guys, the doctor will. Yeah. The, oh, the if, doctor if, will definitely go if. back because you hear the doctor talk about how great Negan is to yeah. to Daryl. Don't worry, Negan takes care of you. Yeah. You know, so you know. If Dwight says one thing out of line, and and Dwight knows Negan's yeah. everywhere, and if he says one thing out of line, no matter where he is, even with standing there with the guy on the street that he had to track down, yeah. if he says anything that isn't pro Negan, he's going to die. Well, yeah, because he's already had his chance. Right, so. he's already had his chance. I mean, what more can you do to a guy other than after you melt off half his face with an iron, yeah, and take his wife? Yeah. You what know. happened to his sister? She died. She yeah. died when uh, she was out with Daryl. When they when they find Daryl. I remember that. Yeah, because she sees the people in the greenhouse with the melted glass, like the zombies that are under the melted glass because they're yes. set on fire. Okay. And so she goes to check on them, and the zombie breaks out of the glass or something and bites her. Okay. Neck. Yeah, so they're not, not they're not moving underneath the glass, but yeah, then yeah. she steps on it and it breaks or something, and they get her. Okay. I, I couldn't remember. I'm like, yeah. but even then, you know, Daryl tried to save them. Daryl did as much as he could. Yeah. And so I think that will even come into play. I mean, matter of fact, they, at the beginning of this episode, they showed you that flashback of Daryl, Dwight, and the girls out in the woods. So just small tidbit in the, the episode of Breaking Bad where Gus loses his face is literally titled Face Off. Yes. Uh, and the season finale for se- uh, season four. Season, season four. four. So it was the next. Right. So they did. So season three is when they did the fly. Right. Okay. So they did the they they had the set for the super mm. lab for two years. What was so the, the end of season three? That was uh was that the seven forty seven? No, that was two. season one. No, that was season. It had to be at least season two. Or season two, maybe. Yeah, because I thought Christian Ritter came in in season two, because season one was only like seven episodes. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it had to be season two or season three that the seven forty seven was the last. Whatever the number they gave it for the the flight, you have it in front of you. So, um, but yeah, so Dwight couldn't say anything. But that moment just between him and his wife, ex wife, mm. of well, maybe next time, you know, it's so powerful. Yeah, that moment when Daryl at the end of it, when Daryl tells Dwight, "I know why you stick stick around is yeah. because you have somebody to care about." That's why I don't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. There's but no he, one, but that's why he. That's right. That's why he. He doesn't give in. I mean, there's no one there at the compound that he has to worry about. Everybody's well, other than he, other than Rick, who he feels is a brother. Yeah, but they're at Alexandria, though. Right. Him doing uh, Negan's work over there. I mean, it, yeah, it could affect Alexand- him, Rick and right. everybody at Alexandria and what would happen, but. But Daryl's always but, been a lone wolf to a degree anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it just, you know, even when, when Negan comes up into Daryl's face, 
you know, there's that that Rico Suave, you know, aspect to Negan, but Daryl doesn't flinch. Sure. Even when he swings Lucille at him. And he did. And there was a couple times when he was in the room with just him and Dwight. Yeah. He no. did flinch. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I think it's starting to take a toll on him. Yeah. Even as much as he's trying to fight it, it's still affecting him. Yeah, but I think that there's also a moment in that room when when Daryl's starting to flinch that he sees Dwight and sees Dwight... When he first came... Well, no, when Negan's telling the story about, you know, hey... Yeah. But he keeps looking over at Dwight. Yeah. Well, yeah. Keeps and you can see in Dwight's Dwight. face that... Yeah, I'm taking this because Negan's you know doing it, but I hate this. I hate you, Negan. Thanks for reliving, making yeah. me relive it. And I think that Daryl sees that, and that gives him not only empathy, but strength for that last scene when he tells Dwight, "I know." Yeah, you know. Until he starts, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Like, I get so what you're doing he there. he's yeah. not he. It's no longer Dwight trying to break Daryl. Daryl's now. Making Dwight see, you know, you're not alone. I don't. I'd love to know if Dwight actually heard Daryl crying when Roy Orbison's song was playing. I think he did. I, he was there listening. He was there listening, and he but, was leaning up at what assumed to be the door. Yeah, and it kind of it did look like he was crying. He he heard him crying. Could be. And that was the other thing, is the choices of songs that they chose for this episode. Mm-hmm. Were great. Well, they only chose two. Well, they chose two, but but they made sense. Yeah, yeah. And if you listen well, to the words of the songs, and and that's what a that's great the thing sound. About you know. Walking Dead was is that they've always have a great um, soundtrack for their episodes, right? And but the sound designer and slash and director came up with a really good choice because yeah. when Daryl's sitting there, you know, when they're when they're sitting there on set, when when Ramus is sitting there and. and in the cell, mm. he's not hearing any music. He's hearing the director, probably from the other side of the door, or maybe even right there, you know, which is three walls. You have a door and then the two walls. He's hearing what the director's giving him. Well, know? I mean, granted, they could be playing a song yeah. because well, sometimes they may sometimes, but there's a, most times with things like that, they don't choose the song until after. So he's just sitting there. There's no dialogue in the scene, so they can easily cut out. Well, the that's what I'm saying is that but. the reason, and usually, if you do it, if you do a scene that's in like in a restaurant or something, you don't hear the clanging, you don't hear the background talking. Right. No. Everybody's quiet. the The extras back there are, are miming, the, yeah. you know, the, whatever they're talking about. Yeah. So that way, you get clean audio. Yeah. With this, they're doing, they're getting clean audio of just, you know, they'll get room tone, and then. The director will be sitting there talking to Daryl. All right, you know, it's it's starting to come up now. You know, you're starting to feel the music has been playing for nine hours. You haven't slept. Yeah. You know, so the, he's he's giving him directions, and the actor is, is you know, is pretending is is playing to it. Yeah. And then they may do okay. Now we're going to do the scene one more time. Cue the music, and they'll do it again, and then you know. But if they're playing the music, the director can't necessarily direct the actor. No. And, and usually in something like that, they have four walls now because cameras can be so much smaller. Yeah. And there'll be one person, and the director will be sitting over in front of two monitors watching it. Yeah. And he'll be watching. So basically, he's getting to watch the daily 
as what's going on, or he, you know, he, so he's watching what the audience would see as what the picture would be. Yeah. What's in frame, if well, you, know. you should, right? So they're not going to, you know, you can't play the music over it. You know, they'll, they'll maybe do one or two takes with that. Yeah, yeah. but they, like I said, they, sometimes they add that stuff, and it may not even been the same music mm. that they were playing. They could have played a, a freaking Taylor Swift song, and then went. We don't get the rights to that, or it's going to cost us too much to get those rights. Yeah. Let's play something else. You know, like Norman, what, what what type of music do you hate? Yeah, I hate this shit. Exactly. Okay, well, we're going to play that. So yeah, it, be prepared to be irritated and annoyed. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing is that what you just said is they might have played whatever song he hates the most, whether it's Beethoven, whether it's Metallica, whether it's Taylor Swift, whatever. That's the song they could have played for him in that scene to get what they needed from him. But that's not what's going to be played for the audience to hear because they need to have the rights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And whether they, they came up with those songs after, you know, and wrote them themselves and had somebody perform it, which would have been really cool. That's not the Roy Orbison one. No, no, no. The the Roy Orbison one Mm. was perfect for that scene. And, that one, I, I guarantee, you know, the, the the rights are probably not as much as it would have been for something else. Yeah. And if you're going to buy the rights to one song, do the song that's going to have most effect. the most effect. Yeah. And that's why they that's why they change the song in the show. That's why you know the whole thing happens with it. But I mean, it would have been really great if they got um, uh, Beth to do the you know one of her songs. <laughs> you know, as her yeah, as the song he was listening to. When when he was sitting, you know, yeah. I I thought that would been a great you know, that great choice. Yeah, but you know, and a little nod. Yeah, but then again, it wouldn't work in the world because you know Beth wasn't a recording artist. So no, no, no. But I mean, oh, what's her name? Uh, um, McKinney. Mean, yeah. Mean, yeah. No, if, he, if they got one of her songs. Yeah, no, but I'm saying it would take you out of it because you're like, oh, Beth never was a recording. Yeah, that, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Why wouldn't they have a CD of her singing? I guess that's true. Well. Yeah. Negan was at the farm. <laughs> and he happened to find a tape recorder that she had and said, I'm going to hold on to this until I find Daryl and I want to torture him. I need to find somebody that can really torture with this song. Oh, wait, he knew her? Oh, there we go. No, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's just breaking it down yeah. to the, the production yeah. side of things with it. Um. Anything else about this episode? I mean, because this was... No, I think we when, I, when I was watching this episode, I was like, there's not a lot going on here. No. But, but then I was like, wow, there's so much going on here. Right. I, I understand Chris's uh, thing about why am I still watching the show, especially when like the first episode was such brutality and you're just waiting to see who's going to get killed. Right. Next. But you do have these types of episodes that make it like I, I'm not looking forward to it. When you start leading up to certain events and certain things happening, you're like, okay, well, who's going to get killed? Or right. in the book, this is what's going to happen. But when it's slow like this, those are the, these are the episodes that if make every, it a good watch. If every episode was at like a, like turning the volume up to 10 mm-hmm. and loud and as brutal, you know, yeah. and as many walkers or anything, every episode was like that, Nothing would be impactful. It's the whole uh, George Romero complaining yes. that oh, there's no. Well, this isn't a zombie 
show. It's a soap opera. Yeah, nobody would but care. But that's that. what it is. But that—that's what Kirkman wanted. He wanted life after over and over again. It's boring as shit. Right. Yeah. He wanted. He wanted to see life after the zombie yeah. apocalypse. He wanted to see how these people dealt with everyday life. Not every day is going to be. I've got to fend off, fend for myself against the Walking Dead. Yeah. You know, and then as we see any civilization break down when they no longer have a law enforcement agency to uphold the law, they turn to themselves. They turn to their internal desires to lead their way. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's been shows revolution, you know, all the, uh, the 100, all these shows that they have talked about life after civilization, if you will. And we even see this in countries now. ISIS came out of, you know, of, of ISIS is basically the saviors, if you really want to break it down. In a way, you know, they... Look, created, I have this created bat. By, created by Hillary, right? <laughs> Look, I have this bat, and we're going to go and kill the Westerners. But no, you, but you understand what I'm saying, is that when, you, when you're structured government slash enforcement agency breaks down... Now people's human nature takes over. Yeah. You know, oh, well, I don't have to. I'm not going to go to jail. I can kill whoever I want. I can get these idiots to follow me and start my own city, basically. Okay, fine. I'm going to do that. Wait, I can take any girl I want as my wife and as many as I want because no one's going to tell me no? Hell yeah. I mean, not that I would really do that, but you know, I think you would. Yeah, I mean, but but everybody's moral it's, fiber is different. Yes, yeah. anything goes. You know, I mean that that's that's what separates civilization from. Yes, it also separates us from the animals. We become yeah. animals when we have no rules to follow, no structure. And yes, and that's what we've seen with with. The with, with uh, Negan's group. That's why we see with the kingdom that there is order because they have somebody to follow. There are rules in place. There is an enforcement. You know, his knights or whatever you want to call them, his court are his law enforcement. Yeah, this is the way we're going to have it. Everybody's going to be happy. Everybody's peaceful. You know, we saw what happened when Rick. Democracy. Yeah, when Rick tried to be the the constable of <clears throat> Alexandria. You know, his idea was, you know what, they're, we can't keep these guys in, in locked up. They're not going to be re- rehabilitated. There's nothing going to be like that. If they're going to, to get out of line or, you know, disrupt our community, we got to put them out. We got to kill them or we got to, you know, ex- exile them. Yeah. We can't try to rehabilitate them because there's no rehabilitation. Everybody has their own way to deal with it. It's like the death penalty. Yeah. So, you know that that was the whole thing with Morgan in that that season, trying to convince Rick. No, not everybody. You know, people can come back. Yeah, a lot of dramas deal with social issues that we refuse to mm-hmm. deal with. And th- but this this episode was a great definition of that. Mm-hmm. You know. Ha- Daryl, a character who, by all means, should be standing in Negan's place. 
you know, with the 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 home life that he had yeah. prior to the apocalypse with with Merle, you know, Merle was one step away or killing one person away from becoming the governor. Mm. You know, which is a step from Negan. You know, all these things are related and we see how Daryl is now where he hasn't lost that humanity or hasn't lost that moral fiber. Mm-hmm. And he continues all through this episode of The Cell yeah. to to exude that at the most dire of circumstances. You know, the, the torture that he goes through is not unlike some of the torture that happened in Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. But he's strong enough to get through it so far. Yeah, so far. So, anything else we got? Mm-hmm. Nope. No, that's it. I think we covered everything. This season so far, these first three episodes, what I mean, what do we think? Do we think this is one of its strongest seasons? It's a good well, season, it's yeah. Three episodes in, it's hard to tell it's the strongest. True. But yeah, no, it's just... it's been it has I'd have to say it has to be one of the most versatile mm-hmm. or one of the most roller coasterish because we have such a brutal scene in the first one, you know, first episode. Last season, we kind of were on the downhill. Everything was or on the uphill, uphill swing, or everything is oh, yeah. going good. We're, we're we're seeing some sense of humanity in the world, and this one kind of was that that quick little dip, you know, you have in the roller coaster as you as, right before you get to the big hill going down. Yeah. So it's like we had a little bit of uh, something going on, but we have you're at some. Your bottom, you're gonna start. Working your way up a little bit. Yeah, so. you you have some saving grace towards the end where you can see Daryl and and maybe maybe he's getting through to Dwight. Yeah. So next week we'll probably go straight downhill, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, we'll see more. Maybe we'll do a loop. Who knows? <laughs> right. So yeah. on that note, we're going to wrap things up. So make sure you check us out at Facebook.com/slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdable Show, and Instagram we're Nerdables. So for Mikey and Ethan. I'm R.A. saying we'll talk to you next week.